Previously on Modular. Bradley learned that his old gangmate, Lair Buell Finaster, is not only in the area, but is also a part of the mysterious Stone Cold Reavers. Back in town, our duo heard news that the Dragon of Icefire Peak had killed the local midwife, Adabra Gwen. Bradley took on a job to clear a nearby fortress, just in case the residents of Phandalin needed to flee from the dragon. Bradley felt overwhelmed with the ever-present danger of a dragon nearby, an evil cult working towards some unknown goal, and his enemy Lairbule coming back to haunt him. Luckily for him, Elsa the barmaid decided to join him for the night and help him relax. The two seem smitten with one another, but now Bradley finds himself in danger once more as he and his allies delve deeper into the dungeon fortress of Axholm. And welcome. My name is Luke Job. My name is Thorin George. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the 5th edition of D&D. That's right. These are the pre-written stories made up by the folks who made up Dungeons & Dragons. We didn't write them, <laughs> but we're here to run them for you. Why would we do that, Luke? Well, Thorin, it's a complicated process. There's a lot of science to it, but... Maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign, and you want to get a feel for how that campaign plays out. Maybe you're a player who has already been in this particular campaign, and you like to listen to us talk about the campaign and play through it so that you can reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you work at a bar, and you're closing right now, and you listen to us as you close, because when you close, you're usually alone, and you're all by yourself, and it's kind of spooky, and our sweet, sultry voices and also the bar's help haunted. keep you safe. The bar's not haunted. Don't tell them that right now. But you should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are some major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running, and right now we're running Dragon of Icefire Peak. And we're actually pretty far in, so if you're, like, worried about spoilers, you shouldn't really be listening to this episode. That's very true, Thorne, but you need to give them one more warning. That's right. Modular is not a podcast for kids. It contains explicit language, as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, blasphemy, and violence. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Well, hi, I'm. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome oh to Modular. God. And our session 12 of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Bradley, you look around the room at these dead fiends, not fiends, actually undead, these dead undead that you just deaded, and double dead. you kind of realize they were all a bit short. These were dwarven ghouls. Quinn says, uh, makes sense, right? I mean, it was a dwarven fortress, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, there's probably more. If these were here, right at the entrance. So, it's best we be on our guard. Inverna nods, and she kind of finishes chugging a healing potion. She tosses it to the side, and she says, Boys, they were they were really after me. Um, okay. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm not quite certain why, but... Well, dwarves and elves, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. But they're also thoughtless undead creatures. Doesn't matter. Uh, Bradley, you have a door, a set of double doors... To your right, to your left, and straight ahead of you. 
Can I do a um can I do a perception? Yeah. To see where the voice came from? Yes. Quinn says, uh, oh yeah, that, that fucking voice was spooky as all get out. That's gonna be twenty-four. Twenty-four, it came from all around you. Of course it did. Alright, well, I don't want us to split up. Because we could get ambushed once again in, by the ghouls. And Vernus says, Jinkies, gang, good move. Alright, gang, listen up. Leg zoinks, man, I don't know about that. If that was Quinn's voice, nobody would listen to the show. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't had Quinn jump into your arms yet, like Shaggy does to Scooby. <laughs> God. I think, I mean, fuck. All right, does anyone have a coin on them? Uh, Inverna pulls one out. She pulls out a, a gold piece, and she says, um, there are three ways, though, Bradley, so, so which two have we narrowed it down to? I'm going to say that straightforward is probably the way forward. Um, so we flip the coin, head we go to the left, tails, we go to the right. Perfect. Um, Let's do it. And I flip the coin. Um, I'll roll a die for this. Uh, odds, it's heads, evens, it's tails. It's heads, so we're going to the left. Okay. The three of you near this door creak it open, and you find yourself in what looks like was once a hall is now ruined like a like a hallway or like a drinking hall? no like a drinking hall but the ceiling okay. is pretty much collapsed in here the eastern half of the wall is strewn with debris and there is a stench here that kind of hangs heavy in the Can room reception to see what it is oh uh, yeah 26 26 it is the stench of death all right I mean, beggars can't be choosy, you know. Uh, though it, if the ceiling's collapsed, we may want to... Like, so the ceiling is collapsed, but is it, like, showing the outside? No, 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 no. Well, there, okay. it, it wouldn't be outside, right? It's in, it's in a mountain. Yeah, that makes sense. So makes sense. what you're looking at, there's, there's a long hallway uh, up to your left now. And okay. then to your right, you see a door, but then straight ahead of you, it looks like you could try and scramble through some of these ruins if you wanted. I don't know. What do you two want to do? Quinn looks up to the left and says, I'm I'm pretty sure that's back up towards the those arrow slits I saw with all the ballistas, you know, essentially guard headquarters. Wasn't much interesting in there. I mean, there were some stairs leading up, maybe, or maybe leading down gods. I don't know. Um, Let's go a different way. I mean, there's a door right there. We could just check it out. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. Uh, someone else take point, though. I'd, I'd like to be in the back. Quinn pulls out his crossbow and, and points it at the door, and Inverna says, fine, and yeah, I'll, I'll check it. She walks over. <laughs> she opens it up, and it looks like it used to be a pantry of some sort, but it's completely empty now. Mm. All right, smart fellas. Uh, who wants to scramble through these ruins? <sighs> I mean, let's do it then. Might as well. Quinn kind of scampers up. He's going to make a perception check. Mr. Copper, uh, there's there's more curves and twists up here. It looks like we could go left or right. These damn dwarves have to make everything a maze, don't they? Let's just go Let's just go to the right. Uh, All right. Inverna leads. And the three of you walk in a very cramped kind of hallway, which is very... It, it wasn't originally carved out. Uh... You're, you're feeling a bit claustrophobic. And Quinn doesn't have to crouch, obviously, but you and Inverna quickly do. Wait, so this is this wasn't part of the ruin? Like, this wasn't part of the fortress? Uh, hard to tell. Okay. You walk into what looks like a little alcove. This chamber was once a shrine, as evidenced by wall carvings that depict dwarves carrying censers and observing religious rites. However, the eastern section of the room has collapsed filling the area with rubble. Gnawed bones scattered among the debris are the remains of a number of dwarves. The stench you smelled before is stronger here. The light 
of Quinn's torch meets the glowing eyes of a ghoul. Roll initiative. 19. Bradley, you are startled at how quickly this ghoul gets up and moves, and it charges Inverna. In an instant, its claws are scraping across her face. I'm using a dice roller on my phone. That's why you can't hear my dice rolling. She takes five points of damage. She's at 29 HP right now, and she has to make a constitution saving throw, which she fails. You see this disgusting black ooze dripping out of the nails of this ghoul. It scrapes right under her eye, ripping the skin of her face. She starts blinking just automatically, and then all of a sudden seizes up and falls over on the ground paralyzed. Oh, fuck. It's your turn. I'm going to use the cantrip firebolt. Um, I have to make a an intelligence check, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you've... Do you still have your scroll of firebolt? Ooh, let me check. Do I still have my scroll of firebolt? I sure do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to use my scroll of firebolt. Okay, so instead of using charisma, I think you use intelligence. Okay. Cool. Oh, that's a nat 20 right there. Oh, shit. You peel open this scroll... Release the incantation, Ignis! And out from the paper, it, for whatever reason, is much bigger than any firebolt you've seen before, slams into the chest of this ghoul. Go ahead and roll me 2d10 damage. 2d10, hell yeah. Eights and tens, am I right, D&D players? It's gonna be 12. The thing cries out in pain as its chest is immediately scarred and blackened. Got any bonus actions? Got any grapes? Let me see. Bum, bum, bum. No, I don't have any. Don't have any that I can do right now. So I will give it up to Quinn. Quinn fires his crossbow, hits this thing just straight in the shin. Aims a little lower than he meant to. Doesn't do that much damage. It kind of hollers in pain. Inverna makes another con save. And she is not moving. She's just on the ground, eyes wide. Her right eye kind of filling with this black ooey goo. Mm. Mm. This ghoul... I don't like this. (laughs) This ghoul charges you, Bradley. It swings those disgusting claws at you. I'm going to cutting words. I'm going to say, oh, you're not hitting me today. And that's going to be a D. You don't need to roll. He already missed. Oh, I already missed. Okay. And that was a waste of cutting words. It absolutely was. You do a sick matrix dodge as you call out to him. And he kind of looks at you questioningly as if, dude, didn't you realize I was going to miss? It's back to you. He's like, bro, dude, did you not see that I was about to miss you? Like, you were doing a sick Matrix touch, and you decided to say that anyway? What a fucking idiot. Cool. I'm gonna pull out my rapier, since he's right in front of me, and I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna, you know, yeah, 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 like, poke at him, keep him at bay. Okay. That's gonna be 18 to hit. That hits. That's five damage. You skewer him into the belly. Some of his guts start to pour out. He's looking about dead. He's kind of shambling like like your rapier's going further into his stomach as he's moving towards you. Oh, so like that scene in uh in the Fellowship of the Ring. Absolutely. But unlike that scene, out of nowhere, one of the hobbits leaps over your shoulder and punches this thing's head off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that combat. Okay. This thing falls to the ground dead. You see that you've killed it. Uh, Inverna takes a second, stands up, and says, Okay, that was full-on paralysis, y'all. Uh, didn't like it one bit, but... Uh, no, I'm not a fan. Keep their, I'm going keep to their nasty... Uh, touch Inverna. Oh, shit. And uh, first level cure wounds her. Okay. She's going to get back 10 hit points. She's at 39, so good work. She's feeling better. Make me 
Either perception or investigation. I'm going to do perception. That's a natural one on my perception right there. So a nine in total, but... Not for me, it's not. Nat one's a failure. Luckily for you, Quinn is always thinking about treasure. He digs through the rubble, and he finds a platinum amulet on a sturdy golden chain. He kind of holds it out, and he says, uh, looks, looks a bit religious. You recognize it? Make me a religion check there, Bradley. Religion. 16. That is the symbol of Moradin, the dwarven god of creation. It's a hammer and anvil. It's pretty oh, clear. Fuck. Um, and it's it's a cool little... The dwarves creation god is a communist. <laughs> uh, there's also what looks to be a little steel box. Okay. In the, like, just around? Just, yeah, right in the rubble. The amulet. Just, like, the next rubble? to Quinn's foot. I say, Quinn, did you get that box? He leans down and picks it up. He says, oh, it's got some weight to it. No, uh, I I don't know what's... Open it. He opens it, and there's uh, a few things in here. There's a lot of silt, but also uh, some cloth, and what looks to be a large healing potion. Mm. He says, uh, Mr. Cropper, you want me to hold on to this? What's the deal? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you want me? Why would I not? You want me to, or you want it? I mean, I'm I'm still pretty good. I haven't expended my... Uh, I haven't used up all my mana today. I should be able to heal myself some, so I believe you should hold on to the healing potion since you don't really have a way to heal yourself. Well, I got second wind. <laughs> uh, but he, he puts it in his bag. All right, Bradley, there's nothing else in this room other than a set of stairs leading upwards. I'm going to go back. Go back the other way? Yeah, go back the other way. I don't want to... I'm I'm not too curious about what's up those stairs. Okay, perfect. You talk to your cohorts briefly, and you'll so- decide to retrace your steps. You are now back in the main hall where you fought all the other ghouls. And there's now a door straight ahead of you, which used to be the door to your right, and there's a door to your left, which used to be the door straight ahead of you. <laughs> what do you think we should do? I believe we should go... Down, down the straight path. So the one to our left. Quinn says, "No need to argue. Let's do it." Okay. I, you know, I was, I was up for group input, but sure. You open these doors and you look. You see that you're in this sort of inner gauntlet. It's essentially another foyer after that large entrance hall, and there are four arrow slits on the walls to your left and to your right. And uh, Inverna says. Yeah, this place is very well fortified. Uh, I think we made the right choice coming here. Oh, absolutely. And then there's... Unless a dragon makes it past the front gate, there's no way it could get in here. Yeah, exactly. And if if he did, it looks like we've got at least ten ballistas, uh, ballistas, (laughs) all, all throughout this place ready to fire on him. So I think that's good news. There's one set of double doors in here that continue onward. I say let's go forward. You open these doors, and the stench of death hangs heavy in the air of this dusty, pillared hall, which has a dark, soot-stained fireplace at the east end. A deep alcove in the south wall contains a dais, atop which rests a limestone throne, flanked by granite statues of dwarven warriors. Between the throne and the fireplace is a hallway with stairs leading upwards. I just want to, I want to go sit on that throne. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, just, you know, I just want to, just want to feel like royalty. You, wa- you know, put my butt in that chair before Harbin does. You walk over to the, to the throne and, and Verna says, what, what are, what are you doing there, Bradley? It's in a, it's, it's an ego thing. Don't worry about Quinn it. Quinn says, yeah, that's, that's about right. Uh, Mr. Copper, you sit down on this throne, and uh, yeah, it's kind of low to the ground. It's for a dwarf, but otherwise, yeah. what does what does Bradley feel as he's sitting on this throne? It kind of kind of feels right. 
I feel like I should be sitting on uh, a throne. Maybe not necessarily like an actual throne, but, you know, when all's said and done, I, and I do retire eventually, I would like to maybe start a little settlement somewhere out in the country. He also feels hot breath and the painful sting of nails scraping across his scalp as a ghoul emerges from behind the throne and strikes into him. Bradley, you take five points of damage, and I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Of course I do. Sixteen. All right, you are not paralyzed. Roll initiative. Twenty. Okie dokie. Your pals, Quinn and Inverna, actually rolled even higher than you. Oh, wow. Gods, Mr. Copper! Look out! What are you doing? Uh, you need to ch- look before you sit. <laughs> and they both whip out crossbows and fire on this thing. Quinn rolled a nat 20. Nice. And Inverna also hits, but doesn't crit. Quinn shoots this thing. Uh, as you're looking at this this next dwarven ghoul, this one looks way fucking tougher. Quinn deals okay. Quinn deals eight points of damage to it, and Inverna deals six. So immediately two crossbow bolts shoot, shoot, straight into either shoulder of this thing. Uh, it is your turn. You also notice that uh, as you saw this thing's hand peel away with you know bits of your hair and scalp, it mm. it has a shiny golden ring on one of its fingers. Interesting. I'm going to cost thunder wave and it needs to make a constitution save that is an 11 total oh it fails that so it's gonna take it's gonna take uh five damage and it's gonna get pushed away from me 10 feet all right um that pushes him just he kind of slams back into the wall he's not really there's not there wasn't 10 feet for him to go so he's five yeah. feet, and he just kind of smacks into the wall. And I'll say he even takes... I mean, I'm still going to use that uh, as an opportunity to get out of the chair. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and go away at least 10 feet, or, or 20 feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, you could even move diagonally and, and put Quinn and Inverna between you and this thing. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I feel like they'd think a little bit less of me if I did that, you know? Oh, I know. They would. Yeah. <laughs> this thing kind of staggers uh, back up and it charges Quinn and it sinks its teeth into his little cute cheek and just kind of starts pulling at the meat of his cheek. Mm. And Qu- mm. Quinn takes 11 points of damage. Uh, Fuck. And Quinn had already been a little bit hurt. Quinn's got 21 HP right now. Uh, it is their turn. Quinn just tries to shove this thing by punching it right in the nose. He hits and deals nine points of damage. Uh, the ghoul kind of reels back and he says, Gods, you gotta watch the moneymaker. His face really does a lot for me. Inverna still has some distance. She's gonna shoot again. She hits and deals ten points of damage. The ghoul... Even though he looked much stronger than the others, he's already on his last leg. Cool. I'm going to shoot him with my crossbow. That's going to be uh, 19 plus 5. So oh, yeah, four. you hit. That's going to be 6 damage. How does this thing die? Uh, Quinn pushes it off, um, and you said Inverna shot it. Mm-hmm. So Inverna shot it, and then I immediately also shoot. So like it gets... Sing, sing, and this... My, Bolt goes right into its forehead, and it just falls to the floor dead. All right. You see, uh, yeah, you see that shiny ring sitting on its finger, and uh, it just you just kind of know immediately this uh, this was the king of Axholm. I'm going to take the ring off its finger. The ring has a crest in it, a hand axe clutched in a dwarven gauntlet. It's just this little kind of cool signet ring. Okay. I'm going to put it on. Okay, cool. It fits like a glove. Like a like a well-fitted ring. Wow. 
I can't believe me and this dwarf had the same size fingers. In this room, you see off to your left, uh, in Verna and Quinn's right, there's a set of double doors. And then in the other direction, uh, near this fireplace, it looks like there's some stairs leading up. All right. So do you think that was the voice that we heard? Quinn says, gods, I hope so. But he didn't do much talking. He did a lot of groaning like the other ones. No, he really didn't do much talking, did he? Should we... Should we go through the doors or should we go up the stairs? Uh, Inverna says, Let, let's just check out the doors real quick. Why not? Okay. She walks over to him. You don't even have to follow her. She walks into what's a dining room and kind of does one over, checks out another set of doors, and it's a kitchen. Nothing of interest in here. She kind of comes back out and says, Don't worry about it. Let's, uh, let's head up, make sure this place is cleared before we leave. Quinn decides to lead this time. Uh, you want to be in the back or in the middle? I'll be in the middle. Okay. And Verna's just, you know, quick ten steps behind you. You walk up these stairs. And your basic understanding of geography, these stairs are very close to the other stairs you already saw. Okay. You no longer smell the stench of death, but you feel cold. Walking up these stairs, you turn. You feel, you feel, yeah. You turn, and you're in a rather wide hallway. And as you kind of make it onto the level ground, you hear, "You should never have come here. This fortress belongs to me." Who are you? Only a persuasion check with that question. <laughs> okay. What is my persuasion? Should be high, you charismatic bitch. It's pretty high, yeah. Nineteen. I am Vildara. And I haunt these halls. Can I see if I know that name? Yeah, make me a history. Quinn is not going to, but Inverna is. I got an eight history. That's what Inverna rolled. Oh, wow. You don't know that name. Neither does she. But in an instant, the luminous, wispy form of a female elf floats past you in the dusty hall. Its face wreathed in a tangle of gossamer hair. Its body clad in spectral rags that flutter around it. The apparition's face becomes a mask of rage as it screams, Get out of my home! I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Shit. Explains why they were going after the elf then. Wisdom save? Mm-hmm. Got a nine. <laughs> you got a nine. Let's see here. Quinn has advantage on this. He's a tough little I also athlete. have inspiration. Yeah. Can I reroll? Yeah. Cool. Just gonna use up that inspiration. Maybe could have saved that for later. I'm pulling out my gold die. It's the good one. A 20. Not a natural, but still a 20. You and Quinn look this disgusting banshee right in her face. She doesn't scare you. Inverna kind of gasps. Bradley, um, Bradley, we need, we need to run. And she turns, she's frightened, and she begins, she begins to move in the opposite direction, trying to flee. Why are you here, Vildara? Uh, I need you to roll initiative. Oh, okay. 16. What's your HP at right now? 27 out of 40. Was my uh, was my rapier silvered, or no? Uh, yes, it is. It is. Thank God. At the top of the order, Inverna begins running down the stairs, uh, fleeing from this fight as she is frightened. You're in this hallway with this floating spectral uh, banshee. You have seen another one of these in the the sea cave where you met Seagull. This uh, this rest in peace, Seagull. This one looks very similar. Um, she's quite scary, but didn't scare you. 
and it's your turn. All right. I mean, I know what I have to do. I have to get rid of this thing. So using my wizard hat, I'm going to cast Firebolt once more. All right. What do I have to roll to be able to cast it? DC 10 Arcana check. DC 10 Arcana. And then you still have to roll to hit. Yeah, no, of course. I am able to cast it. Got into 20 with my Arcana. Um, roll to hit. I got... What do I add to that? My spellcasting modifier, yeah. right? Okay. Does a 16 hit? Yes. Okay. And then that's 2d8? Or 1d10, 1D10 right? Yeah. 1d10. Yes. That's 2 damage. Alright. Uh, it's... The last one was much more impressive. This was like lighting a lighter, and it just kind of flickers this flame at her. She doesn't seem too phased. Bonus she... action? I'm going to cure wounds myself. Okay. No, wait, that's, that's an action. That's an action, yeah. Bonus action? You're going to heal I'm going to yourself? first level healing word myself. I say, hey, you're going to do great. <laughs> I believe in you. You're going to do great, Ridley. <laughs> that's going to be eight health. You're gonna need it. As she moves towards you, this incorporeal hand reaches and brushes against your face. 21 to hit. Fuck. And you take 12 points of damage as okay. you feel this kind of chill run through your entire soul. Quinn rushes in just right next to you. This is always pretty wide. And he punches mm. this this creature. He rolled a nat one, but he re-rolls that. He hits, but he's only going to do half damage because he's not using anything magical. And he really winds up... We should up. get you some silver gauntlets. <laughs> um, let me remind you, Bradley, that you also have a plus one mace, which would count as magical. Mm. So he does. He, he would have done 12 damage. He does six instead. Uh, can he can he use maces? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Inverna keeps running down the stairs. She's probably back downstairs now, and she has not succeeded on the save yet. She's just frightened out of her mind, and she's pretty much out of this fight right now. It's your turn again. As a bonus action, can I can I throw my mace to him as a bonus action? Absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. As a bonus action, I pick it up and I say, "Quinn, catch!" And I throw my mace to him. He catches it. And then I'm going to pull out my rapier. I'm going to say, no one touches my soul except for great musical artists. <laughs> and try and stab her. That's a uh, 24 to hit. 24 hits, and you'll roll full damage. Nice. The noise. That's uh, five damage. Nice. I like to think in that moment... You threw the mace to him the way Cap kind of bounced that shield off of Iron Man's head and Bucky caught it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, nobody spoil Falcon Winter Soldier for me. I haven't seen the newest episode. Oh, dude, it's crazy. I'll tell you exactly what happens. Please don't. <laughs> um, she now reaches out towards Quinn. He's newly equipped with a, with a bigger weapon. She says, you... I'm going to cutting words i say hey you ugly bitch <laughs> don't you dare touch my friend quinn does a 360 you don't need to roll once again she are you fucking she completely me? misses him god damn it and you wasted your cutting words because that was i don't have any more i'm out i'm out now out of yeah and that means out of barter conspirations too rough so yeah she was gonna miss either way quinn says you can't hit me but i can hit you and he swings knocks her right in her sort of ghostly stomach and how much does a mace do 1d6 plus one yeah so plus one mace yeah okay and plus his strength he does seven damage to her nice uh, kind of pokes into her Downstairs somewhere, you hear footsteps. God, yeah, Inverna can't make this safe. Like, she just... She, I've rolled a 2, a 3, and a 5. Um, I mean, maybe she's just not meant to be in this fight. Maybe she's not. Uh, Bradley, it's back to you. 
back to me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go off of what he just did. So he hit that her with the mace. I'm just going to like try and slice at her with the rapier again. I missed, though. Um, so that's okay. All right. Uh, she <laughs> isn't worried about you because you missed her. She attacks Quinn once more. She hits. Quinn takes 10 points of damage. He is herded, but he ain't he ain't dead. He's still got double digits HP. Okay, good. As the cold kind of moves through him, you see him kind of scrunch up as if he has brain freeze, and he says, What the... I'm tired of fighting crazy things. Just let us fight some bandits. Something, I don't know, something I understand. And he swings back at this. <laughs> back at oh, this man. this gal. And he does 11 points of damage. Fuck yeah. Hey, Quinn, play Skyrim for an hour and you'll be tired of bandits. Um, Skyrim? What? Uh-huh, okay. Um, back, back to you. As Inverna once again fails. Once again fails. And at this point now, now once she succeeds, she's going to have to use probably two actions just to run back. So I'm going to try and slice her again, slice the ghost again with the rapier. That's going to be a 17 to hit. That's a hit. That's going to be eight damage. Eight damage, you... You slice her, the silver in this weapon, really actually letting you connect this hit. And you have damaged her once more. She reaches out, tries to attack Quinn again, hits him. Quinn takes 15 points of damage. He is very hurt. He has 4 HP left. Fuck. Uh, He kind of... Gets knocked against the wall. Okay. Die, you ghostly bitch. Um, and he swings on her, connects, does six points of damage. Minimal damage, in other words. Uh, it is your turn. It's actually Inverna's turn. She succeeds. She... Finally. Somewhere she yells, I'm coming. I'm co- I'll, be ba- I'll be back up there. Just... just- a little bit and she's running back <laughs> and now it's your turn cool uh bonus action i'm gonna cast a third level healing word on quinn third level he needs it he also has a second wind he can use oh yeah he does have he, second he wind and that healing potion he's not gonna use the healing potion but he gets uh 10 health back which isn't that much honestly i mean he's back up to 14 so he's he's feeling better that's cool. your bonus action. Um, that's my bonus action. My action action. I'm going to say, Don't you dare touch my friend again! And that's going to be a 12 to hit? 12 is a hit. Nice. That's going to be a D8 plus 2. 7 damage. Alright. With When you hit her with that, you see that she is looking somehow bloodied. You don't know what's going on, but she hurts. Okay bad she lets out a whale no. i need you both to make me constitution saving throws i got a four bradley everything goes black as you drop to zero hit points automatically this whale sends a shockwave through you a few things immediately skim past your mind's eye elsa your parents your brother sitting alone in a prison cell but the last image you see before you pass out is one from when you were a child the hurt and betrayed face of Lairbule Finaster as he was being hauled off by the city guard because you couldn't take the blame for your actions. And you're out. I'm gonna make some rolls behind the scenes. You are nearing the light, Bradley. There's a lot in your life that you want to do, that you want to accomplish. 
you see the vague outline of a woman. You're not sure if it's Elsa or not, but you hear a neutral voice. It could be Elsa's. It could be someone else's. And it just says, I love you, honey. I love you, honey. There are two little figures of what you know to be your future children moving towards you. And then the haunting voice. What? 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 Bradley. 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 Wait. 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 What do you mean? I'm. What do you mean? I'm... I've got a. I've got a. Got a... But but Brad Bradley. Bradley. We were. We were friends. friends. Lair Buell's figure walks away from you. You look up to the sky. Everything's white. Everything's light. And then a huge shadow of a white dragon swoops down, flies over you, and it says, You could have never and then you shoot up, gasping for breath, as Quinn is over you, his hands on your on your chest. Mr. Copper, come on, come on, get up, get up. What what the fuck are you doing? Get up. Are, are you okay? Oh, are your eyes... <sighs> oh, Quinn, what the fuck did you do? I fucking killed the, the, the Banshee. What the fuck did you do? Oh. oh, man. Oh, I just... Oh, I don't know what kind of... I just had a fucking weird ass... Trip or something, I hope. Right, well, that, that whale sent you down. Uh, and Verna's kind of standing over you, and she's got a tear in her eye, and she says, Br- Bradley, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I should have been I should have been there. I, I didn't mean to run off. I, I... And Verna, it's not your fault. It's okay. <sighs> oh, oh. She does something oh, that surprises you. Righteous bulls, what? She does something that surprises you. She kneels down, and she gives you a hug. She says, "I'm I'm glad you're you're all right. I'm glad you're both all right." And she pats Quinn's little shoulder. She says, "I I'm so sorry. I've never run from a fight before. I I, I don't know. Listen, I it won't happen again. But look, I don't I don't blame you. I think it was. You know, I just got a spell called fear, and it does something similar to what I assume the Banshee's whale did. So you were magically propelled to flee. It's not your fault." She nods and she says, "Thank." Thank you. All right, well, um, why don't you, you wait here. Um, uh, both of you, uh, you look rough too, Quinn. Um, take you a quick, quick little rest and I'll be, I'll be right back. And she is going to go clear the rest of the dungeon. She is just kind of going in and out of doors rather rapidly. Uh, you and Quinn have a moment to take a breath. She says that She's not in any danger. If she is, she'll holler, uh, and y'all can come running. But otherwise, Quinn kind of looks at you and he says, Mr. Copper, that's the second time now, uh, really the, the third time now uh, that uh, you've gone down in front of me, but the second time that I was the one personally trying to save your fucking life, could you just could you just maybe stop doing that? That's very, very anxiety-inducing for me. I, my heart is well, palpitating. You know, Quinn- there's a lot Wait, of next time I'll just be certain to plug my ears when a banshee starts screaming. I mean, what did what did you expect me to do? I expected you to stay up. I stayed up. Okay. Uh, that doesn't mean I can. Quinn had 14 HP, but he saved, but he took 12 points of damage from that. You almost both went down. Um, Jesus Christ. He says, "Mr. Copper, all I'm saying is I'm very sweaty right now." Okay, you have to understand. It is my job to keep you alive. At least I know it is. To a certain is, point, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, it won't be my job forever, but still. Whew. I mean, I'm alive, so you're doing your job well. Well, well, yeah, fuck off with that, all right? You almost weren't alive. Um, the two of you just take a second. You're both sweating. You're you're both bleeding, um, but you get a short rest in. Oh, thank God. And that puts Quinn back up. You were at 1 HP, by the way, if you didn't. Yeah, I know I'm at 1 HP. Okay. Um, so I'm going to use 3 hit die. Quinn's also going to use 3. 8, 10, 17. Nice. Quinn's back up to 18 HP. I'm also back to 18 HP. Oh, nice. 
this is what the job is about, Quinn. We put our lives on the line. Oh, but now the people of Fandolin have a safe place to go if the dragon decides to give them a visit. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay. You're right. You're right. Um, you hear Inverna call out from another room. Yeah, you, you boys, come over here. Uh, I, I need some help with something. Uh, it's it's been about an hour. She she says that there's no enemies, and as you go to join her, you see that she's opened up what looks like a kind of secret vault in this one room. And there's a chest on the ground that she can't seem to open. Bradley, make me an investigation check. Investigation. Interesting. 16. The ring you found on that king, it fits into a little divot in this chest. I'm going to put my fist there so that the ring matches the divot. Uh, You do that. You are able to turn it. And the chest clicks open. Inside, Surprise. there are three things. There's 90 gold in here. There's also a kind of helmet that looks similar to the gladiator helmet in the way that it kind of comes down over the eyes. Mm-hmm. And there are also these two stone black like ebony gauntlets. When, uh, and Quinnen kind of instinctually grabs the helmet and puts it on and he says, how do I look? And you see that when he puts it on, his eyes are glowing red. This is a dread helm and uh, it will give you advantage on intimidation checks. You look very intimidating. Well, you're welcome. You would I like... you should take those gauntlets as well. He puts them on and you kind of see his his muscles bulge. These are gauntlets of ogre power. They bump the wearer's strength score up to a 19. Quinn's strength score is already an 18. And he says, he says, I actually think wearing these, I'm not going to be able to do much punching. He says, there's no real knuckles on them. Uh, you want them? Sure. Why not? He passes them to you and... Uh, you're going to be a lot stronger than you used to be. Nice. There, Bradley. Um, he says, uh, you good to keep those and I'll keep this? And he, he kind of wears the helm and he says, oh, do, do, do. look at me. Uh, king in a chair. King of the castle. I have a chair. I have a helm. King of the castle. <laughs> yes. And I believe, Inverna, I think you should have more of the gold since we're taking these two. She nods that, and she gives you each ten to keep for yourself. Nice. She says, all right, well, I, I, I fought off a few sturges, um, but otherwise, uh, you know, they're, they're just pests, practically. I, I think we're good. I mean, I think we've taken the, the fortress. I think so, too. I'm excited for us. Well, then, yeah, let's let's get the hell out of Dodge. This has been way more than I thought it would be. Um, just a real hassle, honestly. Um, I'll get some people back over here, hopefully tomorrow, and we can fix up that door and make this place livable. Um, but until then, I mean, it's it's about nighttime. We need to ride on back to Fandolin. Oh, absolutely. I am so tired. Ugh. The three of you walk out of the, uh, of the fortress, and when you walk outside, you are battered with a cold wind. It is snowing like not snowing it is snowing the fucking snow is coming down it looks like a blizzard outside you left your two horses they are like fucking shivering quince says oh my god roach listen i'm so sorry buddy and he's kind of sprinting towards his horse uh these two horses are both like huddled together kind of shivering and as he nears his horse a giant gust of wind hits the three of you and Roach is crushed to death as a white dragon lands on its back he looks at Quinn and he says what do you have for me little one
Modular is Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job is our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast, and can be found in the module, Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this very episode. He has a new song out. It's called Bees. It's pretty awesome. You can follow us on Twitter, at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group, at The Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, at The Modular Podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube, at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout-out to at Lizzie Pro, Never Not DM, and The Sleepy Coast. They all follow us on Twitter, and if you want a shout-out, maybe you should follow us on Twitter. Thank you so much for supporting this show. We only have a few episodes left of our first season, and it means the world to us, all of the feedback we're getting, all of the participation and, and listenership that we're getting. Uh, this is not my day job. This is not Thorne's day job. We each lead our own separate crazy lives outside of this podcast. So every ounce we put into it is just because we love the game and we love making this show, and we love that you love it too. New episodes come out every Tuesday, and until then, thank you for listening to Modular.